G'day everybody and welcome to another episode of This Week in Crypto. It has certainly been a wild run in the markets with Bitcoin having surged considerably off the back of some news that we are just about to cover. Will we see f- further gains to the upside or will we see it kaput back down to earth and what were the reasons potentially behind this move? Well, we're going to start this week by going through what came out for the Biden executive order. Here is everything that is in it, says CNBC. Okay, first things first, US President Joe Biden signed an executive order on Wednesday calling on the government to examine the risks and benefits of cryptocurrencies. Now, this happened to be right around the time where the market started to get a lot stronger. We saw some pretty solid gains on Bitcoin and the greater market as a whole. So whatever came out in this seems to be good for our industry, or at least so the market thinks. The crypto market got wind of the executive order overnight after the Treasury Treasury accidentally put out a since-deleted statement calling it historic and really releasing some of the details ahead of time. Of course, which have then pushed the market higher. And that we like. Okay, so one of the major points of this article, sorry, of this bill or whatever it is you want to call it, is uh, they're going after protecting consumers, which is always the number one thing that they talk of, is protecting us, right? Protecting us against ourselves, protecting us against others, and protecting us against whatever bogeyman is out there at the time. Protecting consumers, the measures announced on Wednesday will focus on six key areas, consumer and investor protection, financial stability, illicit activity, US competitiveness on a global stage, which I think is probably the biggest of all these points because it shows that the US does in some way or is in some way thinking about how they can use this technology to better themselves, their country, and uh, well, their high inflation really. Financial inclusion and responsible innovation. So they're the main things that we're going to be looking at here or that the US is going to be looking at, I should say, in relation to cryptocurrencies. And look, it's pretty, it's pretty flim flam, really. I mean, that's, they're all the things that you'd expect. So it's pretty good. It's good in that sense. Illicit activity. Another key area Biden's executive order focuses on is rooting out illegal activity in the crypto space. Now, of course, this is something that we will always see. No matter what market is available, we've got to get rid of the bad apples and have some form of being able to persecute those people or prosecute or whatever the word is. <laughs> and... Um, it's no different in digital assets, and for that, I think it's a good thing. I just hope the over, the regulation is not an overshoot of, uh, of of the realities of what we can do here, and that they do talk with others in this space in the community that are building this this uh, Web three or whatever you want to call this blockchain environment, so they don't overstep the mark. But again, on a positive, the market seems to have accepted this as being very very good news. Proponents of crypto say it is highly difficult for funds to be laundered through digital currency. However, as all transactions are kept public on an unchangeable record-keeping system known as the blockchain. So perhaps it is that they are now starting to realise that, oh, the blockchain is there. It's not such a dark, deep web that you can't find things. As a matter of fact, that's more like cash. It's actually a place where everything's pretty much easy to find. So quite interesting that they seem to have been leaning towards that and understanding the use of blockchain as opposed to always poo-pooing it. U.S. competitive as part of the language in the White House announcement for, uh, sorry, focuses on giving the U.S. a competitive edge over other countries when it comes to crypto development. This is especially significant now that China has effectively banned cryptocurrency. So with China banning for the umpteenth time 
cryptocurrencies. Perhaps the US is seeing this as an opportunity for them to come in and snaffle that market. And they have done quite well with that, with a lot of miners especially going over to the US to continue to run their mining rigs after the China ban came in. The digital dollar, this is the thing that's sort of a little bit of a gray area, I suppose, and a little bit concerning is that, as I say, you know, if they are realizing that, yes, cash is the most easy to launder product out there in a financial sense. Um, I mean, gold's big and heavy, so it's hard to move billions of dollars of gold in a second. It's hard to move billions of dollars of cash in a second, but you can move billions of dollars of crypto in very short spaces of time. So going to a digital dollar would mean that, you know, you're going to see um, transactions happen faster. They should be cheaper, but that will depend on the price they put on it, right? But one of the major things here is that if they have a digital dollar and everything can be tracked and it's all traceable, that, that can have positive effects on society, but it also can have negative effects on society. If we've seen in Canada, for example, anybody that donated, or I can't say this factually, but it, it appears that uh, they were very eager to uh, freeze people's funds for donating towards a cause that they thought was worthwhile. And, and that's kind of, I think it's a wake up call for a lot of people that, you know, if it's in a bank, uh, it's not really that safe. I mean, you think it is, it is to a certain extent, but we've never seen anything like what happened in Canada recently. And I think it's people are going, whoa, they did that? That's quite extreme. Uh, so again, you'll see some stuff in here on exchanges as well. And what they've done around this, this uh, Ukraine conflict, if it's not in your own cold storage, just be aware that it's not really in your hands. It comes as China is, oh, sorry, I've already read that bit. <laughs> Okay, so the watershed moment. This is a watershed moment for crypto, digital assets, and Web3, akin to the 1996-1997 whole-of-government wake-up to the commercial internet, Jeremy Allaire, uh, CEO of crypto firm Circle, said on Twitter. Crypto invest investors appeared to agree prices of Bitcoin surged above 42000 Wednesday on optimism over the US executive action. So positive stuff received well and truly by the market. Again, a little bit more detail on this. Again, Biden's executive order on crypto met with relief from key industry plays. The order is largely perceived as a step in the right direction that could offer the industry much needed regulatory clarity, which then should see more money flow in as people feel more and more comfortable with digital assets. But also, so the order... Uh, will direct federal agencies to take a unified approach in regulating crypto, tasking them with working together to address the risks of crypto, including consumer protection issues, national security implications, and threats to the financial system, but also calling them to support crypto innovation and ensure the US maintains technological leadership in this rapidly growing space. I like that. I like seeing the Americans... Um, in competitive mode when it comes to this form of technology instead of running away and hiding in the dark. It's a good step in the right direction, I would agree. It was better than I thought it was going to be, said Kristen, uh, yeah, Kristen Smith, Executive Director of the Blockchain Association, a Washington DC-based crypto industry group. Given all of the FUD, fear, uncertainty, doubt, that has been out there about a regulatory crackdown, I think this is obviously in stark contrast. This is much more positive and thoughtful. I couldn't agree more. More positivity there. Regulatory clarity, clarity. Clarity. <laughs> Can't get my words out. In a statement provided to Coindesk, Anchorage Digital co-founder and CEO Nathan McCauley called the order a shot in the arm for crypto. And we certainly saw that with a, with a big candle, didn't we? And said so that to strike the balance of responsible innovation called for by Biden, 
The crypto community needs to recognize that for the benefit of our industry, regulators have a role to play in the crypto ecosystem. Today's executive order makes it clear, this isn't them against us, Macaulay said, which sounds very good again. A long road ahead, there are going to be a lot of questions, a lot of policy solutions proposed. And it's incumbent upon us uh, in the industry to be the resource to policymakers and bring our own thoughtful solutions to the table, Smith said. I agree. I second that. I third that. I fourth that. We need to have industry insiders and leaders being able to come in and help to provide the right sort of regulation. Now, what you're going to see here is another one of these bad stories. And the reason that I do one of these each week is a constant reminder to you about the security, your need for managing your risk, your need for managing your crypto yourself, and to be a smart investor, not just somebody who goes out there and jumps on Twitter for all your information and then gets ripped off. So I'm always bringing you some form of risk so that you are always having that in the front of your mind when it comes to your investments and when it comes to your storage options. Siblings charge of a mining coin that turned into alleged $124 million fraud. The brother and sister team will face charges of wire fraud, securities fraud, and conspiracy for their alleged roles in the Ormius Coin ICO. On Tuesday, the Securities and Exchange Commission charged siblings John Albert Law Barksdale and sister Joanita Tina Barksdale with violating federal securities laws and allegedly defrauding at least 12,000 retail investments out of more than $124 million. That is a lot of money. One thing to note here is that the first ICO starting here with this particular project was in 2017, and they continued again to re-kick that off and push harder. We will continue to vigorously pursue persons who sell securities in schemes that defraud the investing public, no matter the, what label the promoters apply to their products. That is straight from Hodgson, who is the sorry, who is with the SEC. They're coming after bad actors, and I agree with that. So here's some of the hiccups and lies that were told. So this wasn't just a, we raised the money, someone hacked us, and now we're in big trouble. This was, this was a calculated way of ripping people off. And for that, I hope that they throw the absolute book at them because it is abhorrent behavior. People that rip people off are just the most lowest of low forms of life that exist. The Barksdales claimed that the project had invested $250 million into the mining operation, backing ORME, and that it was generating $5 million in monthly revenue. Now, that is a pretty sound-sounding project, but there was no proof of that. The project allegedly misled investors by showing its vault wallet was worth more than $190 million as of last November. However... The display was allegedly set up through a separate website that showed the value of an unrelated wallet. The SEC claims that the project's real wallets were worth less than $500,000, and they never approached a value close to $250 million and never produced revenues exceeding $1 million in any month. That is lying. That is defrauding. That is ripping good people off. And I won't stand for that, and neither will the SEC. So these two are going to be in all sorts of hot water, and bring it on. You deserve everything you bloody well get, terrible people. Okay, so across now to converse a little bit about the uh, Ukraine conflict and what's going on around the world in relation to digital assets. Crypto platform blocks thousands of Russian-linked wallets. Now, here's one of the things that a lot of people are having issues with, and you'll see it coming up uh, further down in this article. This is meant to be power to the people. 
That's the whole point of this, right? The GFC occurred, Satoshi wrote the white paper, 2009, it dropped, away goes Bitcoin, and from there, history is made, and we are where we are right now today. It was based off of the collapse of the financial system, and so many pensioners and people that were investors and whatnot getting absolutely obliterated by the irresponsible activities and actions of particular bankers and lending firms and whatnot. It was power to the people. It was the people's money for the people governed by the people. The people, the people, the people, the people. Now, what a lot of people are having issue with right now is to ban Russians as a whole, as a blanket ban, which is not all about what this is saying. But to do that, you're hurting the people, the, the, the innocent people of Russia <coughs> that are not pro-war. It, it's not a good thing for them. And that's where there's a lot of conversation around at the moment. Cryptocurrency trading platform Coinbase has blocked 25,000 wallet addresses related to Russia. The platform said the addresses were related to Russian individuals or entities it believed to have engaged in illicit activity. 25,000 wallets. That's a lot. I mean, I know Coinbase is a lot more than that, but that still seems like an awful lot to believe have had or done bad things. I don't know how they come up with that, so I'm certainly not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, not at all. If they, if they can verify that on those 25,000 wallets, then, then sure, it's their prerogative to do what they think or believe is to be the right thing. I totally get that. They are a privately listed company, and that means they fall under certain new legislation and laws. But it brings up the question, like, how, how much data are they gathering on people? <laughs> you know, for them to have certainty around illegal activities being done on 25,000 accounts, that means they're monitoring their accounts in that way. A little bit scary. But I suppose not something that we should be too uh, surprised by, given the amount of data collecting that is happening by just me talking to you right here. He outlined how the crypto exchange was complying with new rules imposed because of the Russians, sorry, because of the Russia's invasion of Ukraine. We shared them with the government to further support sanctions enforcement, that is in relation to the 25,000 addresses. So they've been giving this to the government. But many are resisting pressure from both Ukraine's government and US European politicians to go further and ban all Russian users. Amid concern, normal Russians might be using cryptocurrency as a lifeline after the value of the ruble sank to a record low. And this is the perfect you know, reason to be involved in Bitcoin or cryptocurrency, right? Is that if your you know, currency is just being devalued by the amount that the ruble has, well, Bitcoin, as much as it's volatile, um, it's much harder to put that downward pressure on that through the use of sanctions because it is money for the people. So it's it's going to be, I think this is going to roll around quite a bit. You know, we've seen Coinbase giving, actively giving uh, a lot of material to uh, the US government in relation to their sanctions. And I believe we will see more doing the same. There's been uh, the same ask from Binance, uh, the same ask from uh, Kraken, and a lot of others there as well as you are about to see in this next article. Okay. NFT Marketplace OpenSea confirms it will block accounts hit by US sanctions. Reviving debate over how decentralized blockchain really is, and I suspect that this will go on for quite some time as well. OpenSea blocks users and territories to the US sanctions list from using our services, including buying, selling, or transferring NFTs. OpenSea said in a statement to Coindesk on Thursday, after users in countries under certain sanctions from the US complained they had lost access to their accounts. So again, more blocking, more blocking. And you can see here uh, a statement to Coinbase from MetaMask's uh, parent company, Consensus. It observes the US sanctions 
on Iran, North Korea, Cuba, Syria, the Crimea, Donsk, uh, Donna, I can't, I can never pronounce that. I can't pronounce that either. Of Ukraine. <laughs> Did my best. Uh, some blockchain enthusiasts argue that the decisions by OpenSea and MetaMask violate a key principle of Web3. The supposed next iteration of the internet, as imagined by blockchain enthusiasts, where individual companies can't exert unilateral control over user data and experiences. And while I totally understand and see the point of view for that, there needs to be that middle ground. There needs to still be accountability. We need There needs to be the looking after and whatnot of uh, vulnerable people in society. Because, you know, just to say, oh, they're not smart enough, so therefore they deserve it. I don't think that's very fair. Uh, I think it does need to be regulated. But to the extent of that, well, let's wait and see what happens. So far, it's been a good step in the right direction. Amir Soleimani, an art collector who focuses on digital art and NFTs, tweeted that the move by OpenSea is a prime example of injustice towards creators and collectors who have nothing to do with politics. And I think that's a really, really interesting point. Politicians create wars, not people that create art. Why are they getting punished? It's, it's again, it's the, it's the leadership that seems to be ruining people ruining the you know their ability to create and, and just making life hard for them in general and it's really sad to see this particular uh, artist has said a parent has said that uh, I'm an Iranian artist not Iran not Iran's government and that's a very good distinction and differentiation that I hope that they are making as they are looking to shut down more and more in Russia and wherever else they decide to do so now here's a bit of a thump of the chest from uh, Jesse Powell, the Kraken CEO. He said that if we're going to voluntarily freeze financial accounts of residents of countries unjustly attacking and provoking violence around the world, step one would be to freeze all US accounts. Wow. Brave thing to say, uh, true thing to say, and a really, really interesting take on the whole matter there from Jesse. But as Western sanctions on Russia broaden to potentially target cryptocurrencies, People who use cryptocurrency exchanges and digital marketplaces may quickly realize that these platforms are run by companies which exist in the real world and have legal responsibilities. So again, we keep coming back to government and regulation. And whilst the information that we've received this week uh, regarding Biden's plans and whatnot and conversations, it, while it does look positive, we're going to have a very long process driven, sorry, a very long process here to come to something that hopefully works for us all. So there you go, guys. That is that this week in crypto for now. Who knows what's going to happen over the next couple of days, but you can be sure that I will be back to present that to you in the coming week ahead of us. Ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to get involved and learn more about your trading and how to trade, how to get discounts on your trading fees, then please go to tradercob.com and join up to become a trader course. Completely free and there for you. Have yourself a fantastic week and let's hope the momentum to the upside continues. Bye for now.